I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my God, this summer, I just want to be sitting somewhere in the sun, reading a book all summer long. And I know that's not the reality, but I'm going to build this fantasy in my head and Macy's is going to help me do it. Do it. I'm going to get a caftan. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I need you in one of those giant straw hats that says Bon Voyage. Easy. Guys, check out Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside and beach essentials that we need for our summer and yours too. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First of all, you don't know me. (laughs) We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Well, this was a doozy, huh, gals? Wow. Oh, this was the episode when One Tree Hill became Wisteria Lane, like I Desperate mean, Housewives. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, like a 90s, uh, 90s thriller. It wanted to yeah, be Scream. Like fear. Yeah. Yeah, Fear, oh. Scream. What was the one with Alicia oh. Silverstone? Cruel something? No. Yeah. What was that one with Carrie Elways and Alicia Silverstone? Oh, Crush. yeah, Crush. Oh, Crush. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what? this was the Psycho Derek episode, guys. Oh. 
All right, it's season four, episode five. I love you, but I've chosen darkness. Air date, October 25th, 2006. Uh, Hillary, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, well, look, it had a real <laughs> Halloween vibe to it for October 25th. Uh, Lucas and Peyton discovered that Derek's interest in Peyton is more than brotherly, and Derek's behavior takes a dark turn. That's an understatement. Mm. Haley reveals that she's pregnant to Nathan. At the same time, he's offered a scholarship mm. to Duke, and Rachel uses the internet to set Brooke up on a blind date with an older guy. I mean, three very different trajectories in this episode for the three ladies of One Tree Hill. Yeah. Like, like what does our show want to be right now? I, I mean, don't know. The Haley's, like, it was, those two things really probably shouldn't have been in the same episode. The Haley and Nathan, like, emotional pregnancy journey, his, like, dream, and all. It was like, that, those are, that was one of those feel good storylines that uh-huh. we love about our show. And then this mm. random, psychotic, violent storyline. I feel like maybe they could have done a little better, you know, parceling those out into different. <laughs> Different episodes, but because even the music choices, it went for me like totally. Sideways camera angles, yeah, to like really loving stuff when Nathan looks in the camera and is like, "Yo, baby, I love you so much." You know, there's tears, you and me, babe. Yeah, too much. Oh man, too much. Wow, it was very all over the place. It starts on our sex worker. Um, played mm-hmm. by a friend of ours, Carrie Moscow. Car- she Carrie was Moscow. my stand-in for a big run of the show. Um, and she was an actor as well. And um, I like that she got some screen time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, I thought she did a really good job with what she had to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it was sad that she couldn't say, I've been assaulted. Mm-hmm. You know, she had to pretend mm-hmm. like... I'm just clumsy. I really, I felt for her character in that very, you know, short scene. She'd been brutalized. I did too. I did too. It was, it was nice to see her on camera. I remember uh, she was such a lovely person to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, our stand-ins, um, I don't know if we've explained this on the show before, but for those of you who don't know anything about how things are, films are made, um, when actors, after we rehearse, we go get our hair and makeup on and our wardrobe and everything. And then all the lighting guys are setting up lights and setting up the cameras and they need bodies to stand in our place so that they can light us properly. So um, that's what Carrie was one of the lovely gals that we had who would do that for us. And um, mm-hmm. she was a ve- she's very vivacious, like mm-hmm. lovely, sweet, smart, I loved seeing her. So it was really, that was one of the fun parts about getting, uh, I think for a lot of stand-ins, you get on a show and then the crew and everybody gets really comfortable with you. And then when a part like this comes up, you're the first person they think of because you're there every day. You're already around everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think we did that quite a bit on our show with, yeah. with um, folks that well, we were so used to Well, so your stand-in was in this episode too. Ashley. She was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's part of what's so cool, especially when you do a show for a long time, is is you really get to form a bond with these folks. And, you know, by now we're in season four. So when we started working, you know, we, we were all so young. It was pretty common that you'd have someone who was your stand-in, who'd been doing it a while, who maybe was your age, who maybe was a little older than you. And then a lot of those people go and they get the jobs they've been training for. And and you get this sort of new crop of people. And I think, you know, we had, we had like, what was it? Probably 
like three regular folks for each of us over the yeah. course of nine years, like those are yeah. really close relationships. And, you know, even I did four years of a show um, in Chicago and I had the same stand in for almost the entire time and the same stunt double for the entire show. That's yeah. cool. And it, it's like these people become your families. And like Kelly, who doubled me, um, who helped do all the stunt choreography in Chicago, had actually doubled me on a movie that I filmed while we were doing One Tree Hill and has gone on to continue working with me. And it's like, it's such a, it is interesting because people don't see those people on camera a lot, but they are like truly some of our closest friends in our working world. Mm -hmm. And it was always so neat when, to your point, a part like this would come up and then they'd be given the opportunity to audition and it was just always really special when they would win a part like that because they were on set day in, day out, studying and learning the craft and, you know, trying to um, pursue those goals while helping us pursue ours. It's like, it's a very, very special thing. Yeah. Um, also, which I always think is funny because they try to find stand-ins that have um, features that are similar to yours. Like mm-hmm. Ashley has a, has a, upturned I don't know if that's the right phrase but like a very defined nose and so do you and you're like a similar bone structure like her cheekbones there's this like even though you guys don't look alike if you pass each other on the street and the same thing Bridget my my stand-in big brown eyes kind of a round face and like you know puffy cheeks Hillary you um Carrie had um and they have to find somebody who's your height too, but the hair mm-hmm. color, her eyes were blue and yours are green, but it's the same kind of a thing. Yeah, but big also light similar, eyes. Big light eyes, yeah. Similar kind yeah. of skin tone and bone structure. And but shoulders. Funny. Shoulders are a Sh- big yes. thing. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to see somebody come in and you're like, oh, you're the other me. This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, especially to have Carrie dressed up as you. Like oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it really did yeah. create this chilling effect because you could see as an audience member what Derek saw in her. And yeah. it's because that's what our whole crew saw in her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just found, I, I'm doing a documentary for something else and I had to go through and look at all of our pictures from this era. And I just found like literally right before we started watching this episode, all the pictures from this episode because hair and makeup took a bunch of behind the scenes photos and there are pictures of me with my stunt double in our cheerleading uniforms. And so we'll post those. Well, I'm going to post those. That's good. I'm going to go get those out. You know what I'll say is that we talked at length in our last podcast about how um, complicated this episode was because they were really Mm -hmm. trying to appeal to a, male audience that liked Mm -hmm. female brutality. And so I don't want to continue to beat that dead horse. What I will say is our hair and makeup team knew how uncomfortable I was. And they made that day of shooting in the bedroom with Derek and all the crazy shit so fun. And they like, they made it like Mm. such a joke. Like anytime I was just like seated on the floor because Peyton's getting dragged and it's in between takes, they would, they would yell out like, nobody puts baby in a corner, you know, (laughs) they just were being so freaking goofy about it. Um, And that's, man, that's the power of chicks. Chicks just know when you're uncomfortable and they're like, we're going to come in and at least we're going to make it funny behind the scenes. So yeah, we had a good camaraderie. Yeah. That's good. Well, how was Matt in that? I mean, 
that had to have been hard for him too. You know, I think any any guy who's not a psychopath right. <laughs> doesn't, you know, feels uncomfortable being put in that position, having to act out stuff like that with. Um, well, all of our boys are having to do, like, like this new Nick guy has to be a total creeper, right? Oh, that's so creepy. That whole yeah. thing is so and creepy. Derek <sighs> has to be creepy. And Nathan has to be like kind of complicated with the, I'm not going to feel guilty about this of it all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing hard stuff is where your acting shows up, I suppose. Matt Barr. But did you guys have conversations with yeah. you? Like, I'm oh, good. I'm, yeah. You know, is this okay? What can I like? How, how did that go? That dude was so concerned about my comfort level. Like the whole, the whole time he was on the show. You know, it was always like, is this too much? Is it what what works for you? How can I dial this back? How do I, you know, I have to have, make your terror make sense. So do you need me to turn it up to 11? Like he just checked in constantly. And he was younger than mm. us too. You know, I don't know what Matt had worked on before he came on One Tree Hill, but it's not like he'd been doing a ton of movies where he was the old, you know, seasoned pro. He just knew to be thoughtful about it. Um and especially yeah. like, you know, there's he throws me on the or he headbutts me onto the bed and then has to oh, like climb on top really of me. Like, oof, that got me. I have kissed every boy on this show. And I will say that like Matt Barr having to do as much physical interaction as we did, hands down the most thoughtful with like, where do mm. I put my hands? Where mm. can I put my leg? You know, yeah. are you okay lining this up ourselves or do you want someone else to do it? Um I can't say enough good stuff about that guy because he's great. And and what I appreciate about Matt is that you see it especially in the scene where Peyton goes to his hotel room, which like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> why does she go there? We all screamed. Because of the whys. She had to check the keyboard. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sticky why, man. Sticky why. <laughs> uh, but showing the instability in that human's psyche, uh, Matt did a really good job because you can tell that yeah. Derek is unraveling. I mean, yeah, and, and like, totally unhinged. not in a, I want to sleep with you kind of way necessarily, but in a, I need to consume you. I need like yeah. your validation is the only thing keeping me breathing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's a, it's a kind of possessiveness that is so clearly, off the rails mm. and it's really it's really fascinating to watch someone who's good like Matt is good yeah. as an actor handle it and it's relieving to know how kind he was in your one-on-ones behind the scenes that were so upsetting because it's really hard to film material like that oh, it's like gross. It, it does leave a residue on your body and and how much of it you carry can really be mitigated by the tenor of the environment mm-hmm. when the cameras aren't rolling. And you deserve to, if you have to portray scenes like this or, or do material like this, like what a gift to at least have someone try to take care of you through it. That's a, that's a good scene partner. And, and I think, you know, we, to your point, we've talked about the things that make us really uncomfortable about some of these storylines and whether it's this kind of really extreme um, male obsessive violence and possessiveness, or it's, you know, a teacher 
telling his date that he fantasizes about high school cheerleaders. Ew, mm-hmm. God. It's like, gross. It's all so gross. So gross. This whole storyline. Oh, we don't like where yeah. this is going for you. Can't wait to read you guys the tweet I got about it just today because people Ooh. know this episode is coming. Stop. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, I will say that the way that the set is run between the takes can make all the difference when, you know, when the material is uh, not emotionally ideal. <laughs> well, even like Matt went so far out of his way to like be bros with Chad and Ernest Waddell, who plays real Derek as well. Oh, yeah, like yeah. he wanted them to feel comfortable. And there's kind of this weird alpha male energy anytime there's action scenes where like you stay away from each other in between takes and like you go do push-ups in a corner so you look ripped and shit like that. And Matt was just like, <laughs> hey, does anybody want coffee? I'm going by craft service. Can I get you guys anything? Aww. You know, and it was, um, yeah, the camaraderie with all of us, because we all end up rolling around together on the floor in that bedroom, hitting each other with lamps and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was just party I time. I love that. You kind of have to when you're when you're playing a role like that. You got to make sure everybody knows you're actually a really nice guy. Well, there, yeah. you know, there's a lot of actors out there who are so method that they'll show up and be broody and just stay in that zone. And it's like, oh, it's scary to be around. And blah, blah, blah. you know, I just I love it when people are able to just be nice. Yeah. Who was, was it? Lawrence <laughs> Olivier that was like, it's called acting. Like, yeah. he said, I think, I think he said it to Dustin Hoffman on a movie and was just like, oh, kid, please. <laughs> Listen. It's, it's just acting, darling. Acting. Um, Take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get let's like go in a little bit of order here because Haley right. and Nathan had a huge storyline. That That's a big episode. We kept this, you know, suspense going <laughs> since last season, where we don't know yeah. who's pregnant. I know. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Um, apparently, I discovered um, self tanner highlights and eyelash strips because gorgeous, whole new gorgeous. <laughs> but then also somehow I discovered, like, what are they? Board shorts? I literally don't even know what those kind of shorts are called. They go to your knees. Oh, and Bermuda, they're shorts. Bermuda shorts. Bermuda shorts. Bermuda shorts. The era where I would be in a long sleeve t shirt, Bermuda shorts, and platform flip-flops is really uh yeah it's not to be desired oh man i can't tell you how many times i have been i get, get this little notification pop up it tells me that i've subscribed to something that i don't know even what it is and it's like oh 39.99 or 62.45 annually is coming up do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Going on in, you know, there's too many things going on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And I mm-hmm. think we figured out the way. Rocket Money, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Yeah, I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track. 
Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. <laughs> you know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has yeah. all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can <laughs> reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. 
Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS. And oh. he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This so is my good. chance. So all of his pilots that never that never girl, aired. Right. I love oh. those old beta tapes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys can do this too. join over one point five million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save six. 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. This was a costume designer that I didn't get along with well. He wasn't here for very long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember He that. was really combative. You, he'd, he'd yes. put out three outfits for you, and you'd be like, oh, I really love this one. This one's actually my least favorite. So if we can make sure that, like, this isn't the one... And then sure shit, you'd show up in your trailer in the morning and it would be the one you hated. <laughs> you were just like, oh God, this guy. Whatever. Ooh, I thought your yeah. Bermuda shorts were cute. And I like that Haley hey. was like, look, if I'm going to be pregnant, I'm hot pregnant. Like none of this sweaty, like I don't feel good shit. So hot, cute. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I remember when we filmed that scene, I thought it was really strange. I, I was having a hard time figuring out how to deliver that line because it was so unnatural to me for Nathan to say, I'm going to Duke. And for Haley, who's been holding on to this secret the whole time, to spit out, I'm pregnant. Um, it just seemed really out of character. Like, she, if she's held on to it this long, she would let him really enjoy that and everything and then maybe break it to him in, like, a couple of days and, like... I don't know. So that was weird, but we figured it out. It still felt clunky to me when I watched it back. Um, But then why is Nathan so... I don't know. It seems so strange. Did did all of his behavior check out for you guys? Because to me, it seemed so weird. Well, here's what I'll say is none of us had had babies. None of us had been pregnant when this was filmed. And so it's like, what do those hormones do to your brain you know, in your first trimester. And now I know I was a nightmare. I mean, a like legit nutcase. And <laughs> the idea that Haley's like saying things out of character. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, okay. You All know? Right. All right. I buy that. Yeah, her sensitivity to stuff makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will Nathan- also say Nathan tracked for me because of the prior episodes. Mm-hmm. Like if he had just talked to you in that way, I think I would have been like, what the fuck, man? But because he has thought Brooke is pregnant and he's been like, I can't believe she wouldn't tell him. How has she kept this from him? He, he's right. gotten really vulnerable about how he feels about secrets and what feels like a betrayal of trust and confidence. Mm. And And I do think, look, at the end of the day, Priority number one is the pregnant person. Like, Haley needs time to process. She's having the feelings she's having. But he's also having an experience. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you can't, he can't be expected to be that rational. No. And I, and I think, I think because of the, the episodes and episodes we've done of the fake out, him being like, I have literally, I mean, you know, he doesn't say this, but the way I, what I, what I feel like I saw in the performance was I have been looking at you for weeks talking mm. about Brooke being pregnant mm. and it's you. And you and didn't like, say anything. And you didn't tell me. Like, you let me go on and tell on. tell me. Oh God. Yeah. So what I, what I actually really liked about it was that 
was that there was such a miss and so much discomfort. Yeah. And and for once, like they push poor Paul into just being such a lunatic 98% of the time as Dan. <laughs> I actually thought the Dan Scott stuff really worked in this episode. Yeah. It I wasn't did too. like super villain. Mm-hmm. It was much smaller. It, it was smarter. It was better yeah. played manipulation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Paul because he knew there was yeah. so much psycho in this episode. He was like, they don't need Dan over the top either. Like, yeah. He brought <laughs> yeah. it down to the ground and very, very real. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, you know, and for our friends at home, when we watched the episode, when Dan says, you know, Haley's already had her dream. Now it's your turn. The three of us were like, oh, my God, do we agree with Dan Scott right yeah. now? Like he's not wrong. And so no. he's not wrong. So it's this really interesting moment where I think what I like about it is that I can see why everybody's upset and I don't think anybody's actually wrong. Yeah. Those are some of the most interesting interactions, I think, when you mm-hmm. when you're whether it's in your own personal life, it's harder to appreciate the the in, intrigue of the dynamic when it's your own personal feelings and relationship, yeah. but watching um someone else go through it that's why I said when Nathan walked out the door, I was like, what an interesting, it's so interesting that all these people are feeling their own feelings and that's their reality and that's exactly what they feel. And none of yeah. them are really wrong, but they're all missing each other. I, yeah. as like a, as a teen boy mom, I'm really interested in the walking away of it all because throughout my child's, you know, childhood and adolescence, I have told him, if you're in a situation where you feel your emotions are getting hot, right? Take a beat. And if you, and if you're still hot, go for it. But if you're not still hot, then you've taken a beat, right? And so I've gotten calls from Gus's school where they're like, hey, Gus has just like left the classroom or like, he just like left lunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like, he's left, he's walked away from a situation and we can't get him to talk to us. And I'm like, well, because he doesn't need to talk to you. Uh, but I've raised wow. him to walk away. And so, like, what I thought what Nathan did was right, because that's how I've raised my child. Like, you know, before you get into it, yeah, take your beat. Mm-hmm. And if you still feel the same way, honor it. But if you don't, good thing you took that beat. Yeah. Give yourself a moment to really assess and let your adrenaline come down, because then you might avoid saying something you regret. And it'll be better for everybody. Because we've seen Nathan say some like nasty stuff. We've seen Nathan do some really nasty stuff. And so rather than do anything nasty, he was like, I'm going to go to Rachel's house (laughs) and sit on her bed. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to go to somewhere totally random. And reject Um, her still. (laughs) And still, yes. I heard something yesterday. I was having uh, drinks with a girlfriend. She said, you can't solve a problem on the same frequency that it was created. Um. It's a quote from someone, I can't remember who, if anybody out there finds it, I'd love to know who said that. Um, but I think it's so true that you can't, wherever the problem is created, you have to come at it from a different angle. And when you're uh, when you're hot and you're meeting it on the same emotional level, you j- there, there's no good that's going to come from that. It's always going to be just... Two, two problems back and forth batting at each other, you know? It's Einstein, Joy. Oh, it's Einstein? Great. It is it's Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Great. Okay. I like the frequency Perfect. edit. But I that's like it. I better. <laughs> I 
do too. I like how it's evolved Th- since thanks, the white haired man. Mm-hmm. Here's, yeah. a, here's a random, totally, total non sequitur. <laughs> um, my grandmother used to catch butterflies on the beach with Albert Einstein. She dated Einstein? Your Whoa. grandma dated Einstein. No, she would. Ca- she was a little girl and she would catch butterflies on the beach with him when she was a little girl. That's and he insane. was out there. And he was like, isn't that so funny? Um, anyway. Wow. But can totally we tell random. people that your grandma dated Einstein? Because that is just like a... <laughs> I think the age difference, if somebody really looked into it, would end up being super <laughs> I know. creepy. It'll be like Nick in this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like Pocahontas and John Smith. We're like, teachers should not be hitting on their students. And then we're like, but a hundred <laughs> years ago, it might have been cute. <laughs> no, I think she was like six and he was like, like 20. And it oh, was like, yeah, a no, nice, you know, like no. a little girl, come catch butterflies with me on the beach. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, coming back to it. But yes, that's that's a lesson that has been very difficult for me to learn in life. And I'm st- I still work on it is when I feel that emotional reaction come up, I feel so strongly about it that like, if I don't do it, if I don't say something, something must be done. I must do something. And always, always it backfires. And I just mm. have to learn, have to keep reminding myself to, to do exactly what you're teaching your son, which is so great, Hillary. Yeah. Just walk yeah. away, come back later. My cycle is say it calm, say it calm, say it calm, say it calm. And then when I hit that fucking, I've said it calm five mm-hmm. times and I have to explode, you've earned that. And I think <laughs> yeah. Nathan, and I think Nathan is doing that. He's like, yeah. I'm going to say it calm. I'm going to say it calm. I'm going to say it calm. And if everyone keeps pushing my buttons, I might explode because we've all seen me do that before. Um, but, but the tempered reactions are difficult mm-hmm. for kids you know Haley's dealing with she's dealing with pregnancy hormones but Nathan's dealing with teen boy hormones you know and kids who have been raised with parents that (sighs) clearly don't spend time teaching them anything yeah (laughs) yeah feral yeah yeah it's like the most the most maternal person in this episode the most parental person in this episode is Karen Mm. when she welcomes Haley in and says welcome to my life You know, I wish she, they'd given uh, you guys more of like a scene. Oh, I know. I think they did Me and they too. cut it. I think we had Remember, one and it got cut. This was at that point where at least two scenes wound up on the cutting room floor every episode because they would overwrite and then we would lose things and it was so sad. I feel like it would have been so nice to see you, but what I will say is it made sense. Like even just that sentence was so impactful. And this idea that an adult could look at you and say, I've been there. I'm here. Yeah. Haley going to Dan though, that really threw me off. It threw me off on the day too. And when I got the script, I was like, this is so unrealistic. This is not <laughs> happen. You and Paul are such good friends now. Were you guys that tight then? Like, was this kind of a behind the scenes showing up on camera thing? Or was this the start of you guys hanging out more? Because Yeah, we were tight. We were tight kind of right, right away. We became good friends. And I think <laughs> once I got married in real life, that relationship cooled because... I don't know. It was just like I was young and it felt weird to be like super close friends with someone. Like, I mean, I got along better with him than I did with my husband. So, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I was like, pro- probably I should be respectful and not like spend all my time with this. Honey, I'm at Paul's house. It's yeah. Fine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, she's trying to be a good wife. Um, but anyway, uh, 
Yeah, so we did get on really well, and it was always easy on set. So I think that was probably a little bit of just normal Paul and Joy communication just bleeding into that scene. But it just was, I just could not really believe that Haley would go to Dan first. Maybe Karen, maybe Deb, maybe hmm. her um, own mom. Like, call her mom. own mom and dad, uh, Lucas. He just seems like the last person that she would go to, A, to confide in, B, to give information to, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah. C, to receive advice from. All three of those things are just very, I just, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I mean, the, I guess the line of thinking is if Nathan was following Dan's trajectory, the only other person on the planet that could know what Nathan's thinking is the other guy that, you know, yeah. had a dream. Yeah. I dreamed a dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe in that case, then I wish I had played it differently. And um, who knows? Maybe I was feeling stubborn on that day and I just was like, no, I really want to sit down and be sincere. And um, maybe I should have done it more like from the door and been like hes- hesitant and I wish I wasn't here. There's no reason for me to be here, but I have to do this yeah. and you need to know and, you know, could have kept it a little bit more that. But then again, there's the yeah. hormones. It's a pregnancy hormone. So that kind of writes everything. You can ex- uh, free pass Free hall pass on pregnancy hormones for yeah. like everything. You set Dan <laughs> up for tenderness, which is because if we look at all of Dan's lines in that episode or in that scene, he's got that line where you're like, I'm pregnant. And he says, Yeah, it seems to be going around. And he says mm-hmm. it in a really loving way, but he could have said it real assy if he wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. You know, like you set him up for tender choices. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see Dan like processing all this and the way that he approached Nathan on the basketball court afterward, mm-hmm. which, yeah, also, again, could have been done and delivered in a way that was very mustache twisty villain. And instead it was very real, solid advice. I mean, loving mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. He was. I know. What does Haley want to study that she can only go to Stanford? That's what I was thinking. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. She could very easily go to Duke. But I think, look, I think part of it is about what our dreams are. And it's what Dan says to Nathan. You've loved Haley for a year. You've loved basketball your whole life. We we have these dreams, these things that we're obsessed with as young people. And then your plans change and you realize, oh, this is still great. But when you're so young and your your plans haven't had much cause to change, I think the idea of, you know, the pennant you've had on your wall since you were little is probably really, really meaningful to you. Yeah. Even though at, at this at this stage yeah. in life, you know, now we're all the age that Dan Scott was and we look back and go, it doesn't matter where you go to college. How dumb. Yeah, duh. Uh, <laughs> but at, at 17, it's like, it's everything. Mm. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. 
With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes Mm -hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it Mm -hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because... Therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something. But that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot drama. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being, you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that Mm -hmm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I've 
am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom, and more, Wayfair makes it easy. With fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff, and they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Have you ever dated someone that was like, I need you to give up this super huge opportunity? Like, I, you're going to pick me over this big opportunity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and did those work out? No. No. Not the relationship <laughs> and then the missed opportunity. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oof. I think, killer. though, there's a distinction that feels important between what Nathan says, which is this is a decision we'll make as a family. This we will choose our path based on what's good for the three of us. There's that. And then there is the thing that I see us all smirking about, which is <laughs> being young and especially being young women who are succeeding and being in relationships with men whose masculinity is very threatened by female yeah. success, mm-hmm. who then look at you. We've had someone or someone's look at each of us and say, you need to be a little smaller so I can be big. Mm-hmm. And that's that right. is like, that's just like pouring napalm on the whole neighborhood. It's like, goodbye, <laughs> light it up. Like we're done. We're you know, so done here. <laughs> that is when someone just wants you to be small so they can feel big. It's very different than being in a healthy partnership where, where as a team, you say, okay, we have to figure out what's doable for us. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell, though, when you, especially when you're young. I mean, I, yeah, I, even <clears throat> at our age, it, it can sometimes be hard to tell. But, you know, we yeah. have the advantage of life experience. Because when you're that young, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, you should be able to have space for you. And so, yeah, I don't want to take up all the space. Like, let's, mm-hmm. you, you think that you're actually maybe doing something Noble. Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And noble. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make yeah. sacrifice. That's what a relationship is about. You have to make sacrifices for each other. And you do. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's always this element of truth. Yes, in relationships, you need to make sacrifices for each other, but mm-hmm. it's within the context of making decisions together rather than someone saying, I I can't handle your essence, like everything about you, your mm-hmm. dreams, your your fullness. I can't handle that. You have to be smaller. Yeah. What I think is really interesting is learning learning that it's a sliding scale. Like there there is a window of healthy compromise mm-hmm. and willingness to listen, but there's a lot on either side of that scale. And I think when you're younger it it can be easier to martyr yourself or shrink yourself or Mm -hmm. dim your own light and say, well, of course I can do this for you. And yes, I can prove to you that I love you so much because I'm willing to miss out on fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And it is to your point, Joy, that life experience you get as you get older, where it's much easier to know the difference between 
someone who's insecure. Uh, yes, and and you know they say, for example, marriage or relationships, they're work. And yeah. all of us are at the stage where we go, yeah, they're work, but they shouldn't be torture. <laughs> and when you're young, when you're younger, sometimes you think that the suffering, like this must be the work that everybody yeah. says it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh-uh, you're just, you're in the wrong scale. <laughs> it's a hard no on the suffering and the torture for me. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> the work is more like who's picking up Thai food tonight? You know, like which one of us is going to take that turn? Um, Joy, you made a comment during the press conference. You're like, why isn't Haley there? Like, yeah. in hindsight, what do you think Haley should have done? Given that, like, Nathan, this child clearly has PTSD. His mom's got off the rails. This child has not had a win in a long time. Like, as his partner, what would you have done? I absolutely would have shown up. Mm-hmm. Me, me now. Like yeah. my age now, you just put the problem on the shelf and know you're going to come coming back to it and you show up with bells on. Mm. Right. <laughs> but, you know, she's again, like six, 17, yeah. 18. I don't know. I guess she was feeling sorry for herself. They had a big fight. And that's something that happens a lot in relationships when you have a fight and then you think, oh, he doesn't want me there. He He actually basically told me, stay home like don't be a part mm. of this even though those words weren't said you interpret those feelings and um you know people misunderstand each other all the time and then feel like they then again they're just missing each other yeah i do wish i don't know do you think she should have stayed home did you did you like that when he came home like the Haley i think of would have had a cake that said like the baby and i are proud of you you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. would have done something to be creative and make it like fun and yeah. so to see her just so like, I don't know. Yeah, she was kind of mopey. Yeah. yeah. But in the same way that I can understand Nathan's reaction, I can also understand that for Haley because, yes, she's been keeping this secret for, I don't know, six weeks or whatever. But that is six weeks of waiting for the reaction that you're hoping is coming. And then you don't get it. And yeah, it's your fault because you're the one who kept the secret, but it doesn't matter. It's like <laughs> that's six weeks of a buildup and you're a little heartbroken. And and I think that's why I enjoyed these scenes with the two of you so much because I felt for you both so yeah. clearly. I understood exactly where each of you was coming from. And Haley had to go lick her wounds regardless of the fact that they're kind of self-inflicted. It doesn't matter. Like he... He really didn't give her the things she'd been hoping for. And he was justified in not being excited because he felt betrayed. And, yeah. and, oh, God, it's like such an uncomfortable standstill. Yeah, totally. You know how I wish that scene would have gone? I'm rewriting this scene right okay, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. my favorite things that we do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend it happened this way. So okay. Nathan's, get, where did he, did he got a phone call or he got an email? Yeah, it was Remind like a phone me. call. He got a phone call. Okay, so Nathan's like From on Coach the phone. K. <laughs> and then meanwhile, we cut to Haley. Yeah, Coach K. And then Haley's in the bathroom and she's like psyching herself up to tell him. And she's like getting ready to tell him. Yes. And then he's on the phone. He's got this call. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And maybe she's on her phone. She's like, I'm going to tell him now. Okay. And then they both walk out in the hallway and they're like, I have something to tell you. And yes. it's like, okay, let's let's both say it at the same time. They're both really excited and they say it at the exact same time. And then they both just like, uh, what? Oh, that's so much better. Come on. That's that would have so been much so better. fun. From now on, that's how I remember that mm-hmm. scene happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like Haley being in the bathroom on the phone with Brooke, being like, "I'm going to do it today," and she's like, "You better do it today, Haley. Today, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Absolutely. tell everybody today." <laughs> like I, I remember when Jeffrey and I found out that we were pregnant with Gus. Like we were like, "Oh, oh man, wow!" There was a lot of wow, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> we walked like eight miles. Like we were in Manhattan and we just walked all the way from downtown all the way to uptown and didn't really talk. But it was just every once in a while we'd just like stop at a at a light and be like, wow. Wow. <laughs> mm. Like that's the reaction that I see these kids yes. having. Cause it's like, I don't even have the language to right. talk about this. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta let the silence take over. But instead, you yeah. know. But but what I love about your idea too, Joy, is that it would have tracked some of the humor yes. of the last couple of episodes. Because by the way, some of the great humor is for Haley and Brooke and their secret. Yes. And and now I finally know where the gif of me going, thank you, comes <laughs> yes. from. I was like, oh my God, it's this episode. Yes. I love you know? it. That's how the cake should have come in. Brooke should have made a cake. They should have, she should have been at her apartment, like yes. finishing it up. Like she's got the cake covered. Haley like yeah. pulls the lid off the thing and it's yes. the cake. That's like. And Brooke is, the cake just says, it isn't me. Congratulations. <laughs> Love Brooke. Yeah. Baby. But it's like, if, if, if your scene had happened where you'd been on the phone with me and he'd been on the phone with the coach and then we'd gotten to school and I was like, I get that it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, mm-hmm. but I don't really care. People need to know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Yes. Like it, it would have tracked the hilarity that you and I had had in all of those scenes throughout these first four episodes. Yeah. Oh, I loved that jumping on the up table. on the uh, table. was so fun. And <laughs> yes. Haley just taking it. She was like, yeah, all right. I'll just let you. She's like, oh, okay. You've earned yeah, this. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Fine. I've done it. I'm done. Oh, boy. We've, I've run out of road. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk fun. about, let's talk about Brooke then because yeah, she, baby. Uh, oh. Rachel's Ugh. at it again, manipulating a situation, getting Brooke into <sighs> some other sticky mess Mm. it's just it started so on such a high note for Brooke like (laughs) I I laughed when I jumped up on that table I forgot about that like god I I loved the physical freedom I had in her comedy (laughs) to be big and she's like reclaiming her power and then (sighs) Rachel puts her on a dating app you're so Italian talking with your hands (laughs) <laughs> using your arms and talking with your I hands know. on that table Just flailing all the time Full can't Italian. help it <laughs> um but yeah the the stuff with the Brooke and Nick storyline made me so incredibly uncomfortable mm. and you know I know we've talked about a lot of this and to echo Hillary's point we're not trying to beat a dead horse but I remember how uncomfortable it made me then. Mm-hmm. It before you even shot it, or once you were shooting it, you yeah, were like, this all is of weird, it. The scenes, what? shooting the scenes, everything was uncomfortable. And and they the writers really liked to do this thing where they sort of dressed Brooke and Rachel up as these like promiscuity Barbies mm-hmm. and would send them out pretending to be older and like seducing guys. And it I was just, just, just like really a flash in my brain of the 
box at Kmart, like, <laughs> right? like a skipper and like Malibu Barbie, and then just like yeah. promiscuity Barbie in a box. But now, yeah, yeah. now dying. because it's now because it's 2022, we'd be like sex positive Barbie, <laughs> right? Um, Christmas you know, 2022. Yeah, like do you? But also, oh god, I, I just didn't like it. It made me really uncomfortable, and and again, like you know, not having like a ton of experience under my belt as a woman, like a young woman in my 20s and playing someone on TV who was so sexualized. Yeah. So I got I got treated like I was like some at wild child vixen in my real life because of Brooke. And it, mm. it made me so uncomfortable. Would guys and come up to you and talk to you in ways that you thought they never would if they didn't know your character? Oh, absolutely. Right. I, I remember one night in a bar in Wilmington getting physically assaulted by, uh, there were a group of Marines who were in <gasps> oh, from one of the God, bases. Sophia, oh my God. And these two guys put their hands up my shorts. <gasps> and I, so, like, oh, I'm sweating even thinking about it. And I turned around and just like the first one close to me, I smacked him across the face and like shoved the other one. And I just started screaming, no shock. I was immediately yeah. on a soapbox about how they didn't deserve to wear a uniform and every freedom they'd ever fought for was a fucking lie because they were just creepy. Blah, blah, blah. And and suddenly they're like, sorry, sorry. And they tried to make all these excuses about like watching Brooke Davis on the Armed Forces Network and how I was their crush. And, and I was just like shaking and no. sweating. And when I turned to my right, there was Scotty Saber. Oh, Saber. Yeah. yeah. And for our listeners at home, Saber was like one of our best boyfriends on our show and a a guy who worked in the wrestler. AD department. And he was a wrestler, like a literal, <laughs> actual wrestler. And he was like just the kind standing of guy that there. can't put his arms all the way down because yeah. his lats are yeah. so- He's just like built like a brick shit house. And he was standing there with his giant, like, you know, rebar yeah, arms. Pectorals and his huge arms. Just red in the face and all the veins were popping out of his neck. And I looked at him. Hulk. And he was like, I was really impressed watching you and you had it. But just so you know, I was ready to rip their fucking heads off. Yeah. If they had <laughs> if they had not apologized. And I was like, oh. So, yes, like, it's tangential. But, like, that was the, the energy I was met with a lot mm-hmm. out yeah. in the world when our show was on. And it was so uncomfortable. And it, you know, it would even be like, I don't know, I'd go to like a dinner event and depending on who I got sat next to, it would run in the tabloids. It's like, she's dating. And I'm like, I said Mm. two words to that person at like a thing. I don't know him. Yeah. Sometimes they were cute. I was like, can I get his number? Like, what is up? <laughs> okay, but can we I, I, I'm like, I'm like, if you're going to write the story, at least like somebody take me to dinner. Um, <laughs> that's when you send the apology to the agent. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I am so happened. sorry, but I'm very curious if this is a thing. Um, so it was just like a weird, it was a weird time mm-hmm. and it was a weird um, opinion to be met with, to have people really think that, you know, I was this girl who would like dress up in short skirts and go out and like bang older dudes in bars Mm -hmm. or like in classrooms. It was just not comfortable. And the actor who they brought in to play Nick, um, you know, was polite. Like, it's not even about him. It was about the the way these scenes were written Mm -hmm. and what they asked him to do. And like, ugh. 
it actually made me feel so good watching how uncomfortable that scene made the two of you. Yeah. When you were like, wait, this guy's like talking about fantasizing about cheerleaders and he's a teacher? Yeah. On a first blind date. And like Brooke doesn't know that he's a teacher. So he feels like he has freedom to like, you know, joke about that kink. Ugh. But gross. Yeah, it, it was gross. And it and it really I think because of what we were all going through behind the scenes, it felt even grosser. Yeah. Because we knew that that was verbatim the fantasy of the adult men we worked with. Dude, we yeah. okay. In terms of like storylines, we just did the Rachel Cooper thing. Yes, you know, like, exactly. We why, are we, already, why are we doing this again? We're just lazy. Constantly doing the high school fantasy with an older guy story. Over mm-hmm. and over. And that's what was hard, I know, in season four for me and also for Daniil with the Cooper stuff. You know, thank God Michael Trucco's the nicest man on planet Earth. Mm, yeah. But we knew that we were being forced to film reenactments uh-huh. of our boss's fantasies. Oh. And it just felt gross. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly enough, somebody tweeted me, um, one of our Drama Queens fans, and by the way, I love when the boys call out men on their sh- Aww, Mark. babies. Yeah, there's this sweet, sweet man on Twitter, Mark Corrigan, who tweeted at us and said, do you guys think they made Brooke's 18th birthday an on-screen occasion to make sure the audience knew she was 18 before she started sleeping with her teacher? Mm. It always felt icky to me and like it was too big of a coincidence. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it was intentional. Uh, I'm sure it you was. Know? Yeah. Cuz did any of the rest of us have birthdays on the show? I never did. Mm-mm. I I, th- I only had the one. I don't remember any other birthdays. And it was a big deal about Brooke turning 18. And we had just had the Rachel Mm storyline where, you know, Cooper's what, Mm -hmm. 25, sleeping with a 17-year-old. And he says, I am not going to do this. And she's like, well, 17's the age of consent in this state. It's like, no, that's that's like pretty pedophile shit. And so they keep leaning into... We're going to tell you why it's, quote, okay. Yeah. But this whole thing of, like, do you still have your cheerleading uniform? Like, it is so clearly about fantasizing about teenage girls. And so the whole thing, I don't know, man. It just, it, 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 like, washes this feeling of ickiness over me. And it was hard to deal with that on camera and then be met with it out in the world and feel like I had to be prepared for a fight. Yeah. If like all of us went out to play pool, you know, it was a weird, mm. it was a really weird time. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. 
Oh gosh, I'm so excited whenever we get these offers. I love using my coupons that I virtually clip out for Thrive because they have all these options of things that I can't find in my local grocer. And the one thing everyone has to do is grocery shop, right? So why not do Mm -hmm. it from the comfort of your couch? And for me, that's where Thrive Market comes in. Totally agree. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and my household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quick ship to my doorstep, huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And I use their online filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So whether you're looking for organic kids snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks to make simpler, healthier swaps. Not only do we all save time shopping as Thrive Market members, but I love that I save money on every single grocery order. I mean, on average, it's over 30% savings every single time. Whether that's pantry staples, like you said, like, you know, peanut butter and coconut oil, or I am getting the gluten-free snacks I'm actually supposed to be eating. It really (laughs) makes a big difference. (laughs) When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So save time and money. Shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drama for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash drama, thrivemarket.com slash drama. I spent the first trimester of my pregnancy with Gus in Puerto Rico. And if you're going to be sick and grumpy and tired, it's such a beautiful place. Like it really (laughs) fixes a lot. It really is. I shot a movie there and I shot my first commercial there when I was 14 years old. It was so fun. And I've been back three times since then. Uh, My cousin used to live there and it's just a fabulous place. I love it. I learned this word from Gina Rodriguez, who is probably the biggest Puerto Rico fan of all of us. Puerto is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than just a name. It's a way of life. It's a representation of the spirit of the island, you know? The unique Boricua spirit infuses the music and welcoming spirit of the island in Puerto Rico. If you can hear the music, you're invited to the party. Mm. Sometimes it's salsa, sometimes it's plena, sometimes it's reggaeton. No matter what the rhythm is calling to you, when you hear it, it's always time to dance. All I want to do now is dance with y'all. Let's go. (laughs) Well, in Puerto Rico, you can't step outside without hearing music. Puerto Rico has renowned bars and nightlife and a welcoming spirit. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofits. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. 
Well, I have to I have to leave and go pick up my son. Or not pick oh, him no. up. But Gus Gus is doing a mock trial of the Salem witch trials at school. And Oh my gosh. What, are you filming it? Send uh, us a video of that. It's gonna be the greatest day of my yeah. life. Um <laughs> I'm dying. I however, be there. Sophia, I totally feel what you're saying because the entire reason that Peyton had to go to this press conference for Nathan, which like mm. makes no sense, was just to have an excuse for her to be in her cheerleading uniform because getting attacked in your uniform Ugh. in a little short skirt was hotter than getting attacked mm. in what Peyton was wearing earlier during the day, oh, which was like a so tank top and jeans. Like it's this so whole narrative about being at the press conference was manufactured just so that the attack scenes would happen in bloomers. Um, and I remember, yeah, I remember that being like a whole conversation. Like we just have to get you in your uniform. And I was like, huh? Um, so I just made sure I was really sweaty and snotty and bloody. (laughs) Like, like how (laughs) gross can I make my face? Um, yeah. So I totally feel what you're saying, Mm. but look, here's the upside. We got Ernest Waddell out of this episode. We We did. did. I love him. Such a cool artist. It would be really great to have Ernest on the show. Um, yeah. we need to get him because I think he's still in New York and he went to NYU with Greenberg. We yeah. need to get Ernest and we need to get Matt Barr because, you know, our friends who got to come on tour got to hear from him. But I do think it would be really special to to be able to dissect this with him because he is just such a good human. Let's have him yeah. for prom, for the prom episode. He's Ooh, our prom date. Okay. Yes, oh prom date, All right. Matt Barr. I love you guys. Okay, I'm going to the Salem Witch Trials. I'll I love you. Go. Bye. We'll wrap up. Um, so actually when you were talking I wanted to ask you um, because there were other teen shows on the air at the time that we were on Mm -hmm. and other other girls that were also objectified in the same way um, their characters being you know hypersexualized and stuff did you ever talk with any of them did you guys ever sort of you ever run into anybody at a party or end up having kind of a similar conversation I mean no that was part of what was so weird I think for us was just being in Wilmington. We were so isolated. Yeah. You didn't get a chance to talk with the Gossip Girl girls or the OC or any. I didn't watch those shows, so I don't know. But I just know that was happening on the air in a lot of teen shows. So maybe. Yeah, no. I mean, partially, I think, because we were just so rarely at things together. That's true. You know, I remember the summer. And that was it. Yeah. Like the summer after I made John Tucker Must Die, I did with I did that movie with Penn Badgley, you know, who was on Oh yeah. Uh, Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. And and God, Penn is just the sweetest sweetest human. And at the time, uh I don't remember if when we made the movie or after. I, I don't obviously know the dates of their relationship, but you know him and Blake dated for a long time. They fell in love on that show and Oh, okay. They were a very sweet couple and you know, I, like I ran into them at the Teen Choice Awards and right. it was like, "Hi, how are you?" and whatever, but you know, you see someone in passing at an award show. I, it's not like I no, could look at No, this is a Blake. conversation that happens when yeah. you're like at a table, you've been drinking, you start yeah. talking. Yeah, y- yeah. You want to have like a, an experience to bond and, and get into something. And I think because we spent nine years so far away, occasionally yeah. they would make it work so you could get home to present at the whatever, but then you'd come right back. So we we didn't have sounding boards aside from each other. And... I will say, you know, in this era, Danielle was back and forth because she yeah. was recurring. So she would come in for scenes and then go home to L.A. And, you know, you had just gotten married and you were like busy having this world. lovely moment. And so what what was really helpful for me 
was in my friendships with like, you know, Jane Beck and Lee Norris mm. and sweet Scotty Saber and even James, like yeah. we would all go out together and they, they were some of the ones who really would call, call out the way I would get approached. And when, when you look at like, when someone says something to you and you turn your head and you've got Lee, James and Scotty looking at you going, they shouldn't talk to you like that. Mm. And you go, oh shit. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm in this moment where I'm thinking, you know, these people, yeah, maybe they said something inappropriate or maybe the exchange was weird, but they're fans and my job is to be nice to them. Yeah. It was really having the boys begin advocating, saying absolutely not, where we're, it helped to undo that girl culture of I'm supposed to be nice and sweet no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is something I will really always cherish. And and I know we, you know, for you guys at home, we probably you're like rolling your eyes at how much we talk about how good our boys are, but <laughs> they they really, really are. And, yeah. you know, those those three boys, Paul, like they were the crew who kind of really helped me learn um to clap back. At yeah. that sort of treatment. And that it's okay, that it's okay for you to oh, yeah. stand up for yourself and not just go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll just, I just, I'll be yeah. the bigger person. I just want to, I don't want to make waves. And that, by the way, someone who's going to call you a bitch for saying, please don't speak to me like that, you don't know me, mm-hmm. is not a person whose opinion you need to care about anyway. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Say it again. You know, and then we've got lovely people like Mark Corrigan on Twitter yes. who are like, hey, I'm a dude here and this made me so uncomfortable. Yes. And you just go, thank you. We, we really do. We have a good crew. Yes. Yeah. That validation that your first instinct is correct and it's all right. Yeah. You don't have to keep uh, tempering yourself. Yeah, that you're allowed to have feelings even if they aren't like, you know, nice and neat. I think yeah. that that's really important. And interestingly, kind of brings us back around to the point of the episode, right? Like, that, that I think, is what Nathan and Haley illustrated the best in this episode five, is that everybody's got all these feelings and they're not necessarily neat and clean. Yeah. But to be able to process them together, mm-hmm. like, that's really what gets you somewhere. That is so true. That's been one of my biggest lessons in life that I'm still learning is the that it's okay to have messy emotions. It's just, it's hard. Mm. It's hard to... <sighs> I don't, and I don't know if it's a girl culture. I don't know if it, I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess I, I know some guys who live this way too. So maybe it's not g- gender-based. I don't know. But the idea that like, I want to do everything right. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like the feeling of realizing I did something wrong or made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible feeling. Oh, Ugh. it's terrible. But well, the recovery from that and the growth, those that that's what life's about. That's that's where the interest mm-hmm. in life is. It's not in the moments where you do everything right. It's in all the moments when you find you've got egg on your face and you have to apologize and then you grow and you get closer to somebody or mm-hmm. um, you learn something that makes you a better person. So then you have something to pass on to another human being later on down the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And, and I think the fear that so many of us carry about screwing up can in a way, if it gets too out of control, it can really hinder your ability to learn anything. Because Mm. if you're constantly worried that maybe you're not doing it exactly right, are you really present for the lesson? Ooh. Yes. (laughs) I was like louder for the people. (laughs) 
I love when I love when I get you to lean back in your office chair. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. You nailed it. I love it. Oh, I we love, love you guys. Um, okay, so look, we have a question from Jonathan. He wants to know if you could live in any character's house from One Tree Hill, whose house would it be? Oh. oh. Uh, I think I would live in Lucas's house. I love that little craftsman, Aww. cottagey feeling. I love that style of a home. I don't need a lot. I need land, but I don't need a, a lot of house. Yeah. Personally. Oh, man. I... <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I, I I have such association with obviously all of the houses on our show for the characters. I think the place I would be the most amped to have, you know, speaking of our shared love of, you know, land and being outdoors, I want Rachel's cabin. Ooh, good call. Yes. Yeah. That that's the one I want. Okay. Yeah. Well let's that's spin a good a wheel, question, guys. Jonathan. Thank you. We needed Thanks, a little bud. bit of we needed a little bit of happiness. <laughs> Now, by the way, I'm just thinking about how I would redo the cabin. I'm like, let's let's make that the HGTV show. <laughs> We're going to have dreams. a Pinterest board to look at soon. I know it. A hundred percent. Ooh, this one's good. Most likely to move back to Wilmington. <coughs> Aw, that's sweet. Oh my gosh. Who's most likely? It, well, Lee Norris did, right? <coughs> yeah, Lee, Lee and Andrea moved back to Raleigh. Oh, Raleigh. Um, oh, gosh. Who would want to go back? To Wilmington. Honestly, you know who talks about it all the time is Barbara. Oh, yeah. She loved living there. I could see there. her there. Oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, I I don't know. I think if I were ever able to, like, maintain a summer home, <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love, I would love if we had, like, a place there. Yeah, Wrightsville figure eight or something. Oh, it would just be so special. But I got to say, the the lack of a direct flight makes it a no-go for me. I totally agree. It's really difficult. It is so hard to get there. Yeah. And, you know, my whole family and my, you know, my my crew is 99% in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. the fact that it takes like a nine-hour travel day, Yeah. you know, yeah. first flight to last flight, not even like getting to and from the airport. Oh, my God. I know because you have to wait for that layover and it's Atlanta or Charlotte. It's the only two places you can go from LA. Yeah. Anyway. It's yeah too even hard. from just coming out from Nashville was tough. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I just wish it w- from Na- like Nashville. There should be I know. a direct They're flight so close. to I know. the beach. Oh God. Ugh. Wrightsville yeah. Beach would get a lot more business if they did. I know there's a ton of uh, flyover state people and uh, landlocked people who would sure love access to that beach. But maybe they like it that way. Who's the big airline there now? We should have a chat with them. If we could get a direct flight going. Yeah, come on, Delta. Come on, American. Let's go. You call it like the Tree Hill route. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm really hoping. Oh, no. I was just about to say, I hope we get to laugh more in the next episode. But I feel like, is the next episode prom? Is it more Derek? Oh, God. I don't know either. It's it's season four, episode six. It's called, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Well, where did Derek sleep last night? Because he got up off the lawn. I know. Well, we're going to get more of Ernest Waddell for sure because he just got introduced. So that'll be fun to get to know him a little bit more. And then, uh, I don't know, we'll see what kind of surprising things await. Thanks for joining us, everybody. (sighs) Thanks, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See See you next time. time. We're all about that high
school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.